0: Hi, I'm Hugh Hewitt. Thank you for listening to the Town Hall Review Podcast, where we bring you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Our podcast is brought to you through partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's a piece that I trust you'll enjoy.
2: Oh, my good friend, Pete Peterson. He is the Dean of the Pepperdine School of Public Policy, as well as Senior Fellow at its Davenport Institute. Pete, welcome back and how you doing? Happy Monday.
0: Real well. Happy Monday to you, Seth. Always great to start the week with you.
2: It's great to start it. It's great to end it. It's just great to have you anytime, Pete. <laughs> you, are, uh, you encourage men, about, men and women about life generally. That's what I love about you. You really do. You, ha- you really do. You guys held a conference or co-sponsored a conference with the National Association of Scholars. Right. And I want to hear all about it because if I'm right, I want to read everything I can about and from that conference, including Stanley Kurtz's uh, keynote and new study. That he wrote. Yeah. Because part of my thesis, it's sort of pregnant that you and I would be talking about this today and that you would hold that conference. in front of this International Holocaust Memorial Day because I've always thought that it was the abandonment of Western Mm. civilization's greatest attributes having to do Mm. with the combined wisdom of Jerusalem and Athens that led to the nihilism that became Nazi Germany. That's a mouthful. I didn't mean to throw it all out there. (laughs) We'll start. We'll we'll work our way there. You start with the conference. Well,
0: I I wish I would have thought of that in my introductory remarks. That's okay. That's That's very well said. No, there was a lot of talk of... uh, Jerusalem and Athens, and and the origins of of Western thought and Western civilization. And so, for the listeners who might not be familiar, yeah. the National Association of Scholars is an organization of academics and researchers that are uh, committed to defending uh, liberal arts education and and Western civilization education more broadly. They do some great work in in researching kind of the current state of teaching. Western Civ and liberal arts um, at the college level, and I've also done some really great research, I know we've talked about before, just on uh, the political leanings of uh, academics across the country. Right,
2: they do these great surveys that we wanted to talk about as well. We'll put it all together for everyone in a moment. But yeah, tell me more about this, yeah. So
0: on Friday, uh, and you mentioned Stanley Kurtz, who's uh, the person who researched and wrote a terrific report that's available now online at uh, nas.org about the the current state of uh, the teaching of Western Civ in uh, college and high school, going back into the history, uh, looking at programs like Stanford, who uh, a couple decades ago uh, made the rather, um, well, ignominious, uh, took the ignominious step of of, uh, dismissing their Western Civ as part of their core curriculum and and looks at what's what's been happening since then and really the importance of of teaching that canon and what the attacks have been on teaching it and uh, so it's a very important report for anyone who cares about what we're teaching in our colleges, and, and even to what degree, uh, because we're seeing this now at the high school level, um, just how liberal arts and, and Western civilization, Western canon, are being uh, either mistreated or dismissed altogether.
2: I uh, understand this is a great line if, if, uh, if, it, if it helps um, summarize some of what Stanley was talking about. I've known Stanley for years. You have, too, no doubt. He's... Uh it's just a wonderful scholar. He, he's one of these scholars, isn't he, Pete? That you you don't hear from for three or four years, and then every three or four years, you realize why you hadn't because he produces something really big and really great. You know?
0: <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's so true. And this this really is. I mean, when I say a study, I mean it's it's a kind of a small book. Yeah, about a hundred and twenty five pages that he's written. He yeah,
2: I, I'm going to have him on on Thursday about it. Gonna, yeah, no. But he, if 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 I if I'm reading about your conference, uh, this seems like a a real theme that one could extricate from it and work with he says here is the deeper reason why the rising american generation is losing its liberty liberty in the bones is lost when the story of the west is forgotten i love that
0: it's so true you know especially uh, we we take that so seriously here at the graduate school, we have one of our core courses is the roots of American order, which uh-huh. of course is is named for Russell Kirk's classic book that he actually wrote here on campus at, at Pepperdine. Oh, uh, I didn't uh, know
2: that. Thirty okay. years ago. Oh, neat. Okay.
0: Um, but it gets to the importance of understanding uh, the debates. I mm-hmm. think that's one of the things that gets so misread about the teaching of Western civilization is that it's. It's seen by many, usually on the political left, as being a kind of authoritarian, top-down, this-is-how-you-think uh, curriculum, when really it is a set of debates, right? I mean, Marx is part of you the bet. Western canon,
2: you right? Bet.
0: So uh, the, the ability to balance off these very fundamental human questions, especially as it relates to government and the role of citizens and self-governance, Uh, This is a real debate that happens within the Western canon. I think what's so ironic, and this came out on the conference on Friday, is those who seek to supplant the Western Civ curriculum are offering a very authoritarian alternative, one that really doesn't allow for much debate or discussion.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, So much so that they just eliminate the canon. Uh, No no doubt the springboard for much of this Occurred God, how how long ago would this have been in the eighties uh, when 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 the famous protests at Stanford were about Western civ has got to go right? They just want to get rid That's of. Right. I see Yale just did something like this with art history recently. Their survey art history course, right? Yeah, what, what a tragedy! So they just shut off basically, or shut down entire. What would you call it? Civilizations of learning, really?
0: Right. I mean, and again, these are these are this is not just one way to look at the world but it's it's very much a way of developing critical thinking right that when you when you balance off Marx against Adam Smith you've got a real debate about what is the role of the human being within uh, an economic system what's the role of government and so so many of these questions within the western canon are completely relevant today. And the steps taken by so-called institutions of higher education to eliminate the Western canon um, are really, as as you mentioned at the top, are are really decreasing the capacity of universities to produce and prepare uh, critical thinking citizens
2: and 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 where does one go because so many universities this used to be the core of of what they would teach or or really required knowledge that 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 our culture would 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 expect um and of course as as stanley says and points out you have others have uh this 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 is this is of course dying not only in our bones but it's dying for lack of being taught lack of attention where does of course, your school, but where else would University of Chicago, do they still have their great books program? These are related, but it's very, it's very far and few between, isn't it?
0: It is. Uh, I I think, you know, Pepperdine still does it here at the undergraduate Mm -hmm. level as well. Uh, Hillsdale, of course, is another Great school. You've got University of Dallas. You've got that. And all the way down, I mean, you've got that great uh, charter school system there yep. in the Phoenix area. Oh, yeah.
2: Great Hearts is wonderful for that. That's you've, right. I
0: know. mean, and so you're, you're seeing the importance of uh, this kind of curriculum, this kind of uh, intellectual preparation happening at the high school level all the way through the college. But it is a battle. I mean, it's something that really there needs to be those, and thankfully, uh this uh, National Association of Scholars is out there on the front lines at the collegiate level and obviously we're trying to do the same thing here at the graduate school level.
2: Um, this, um, it, it, it's not that great books, programs or Western Civ programs or survey courses, it's not that we, we, we ask for these things or, or even demand them as a political matter. Uh, Pete, uh, they, 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 for the most part, probably were taught by, by, by liberals on any yep. political spectrum until they died out. I, I expect most. I know the text editors, uh, or of them, they, they tended to be liberals. Yep. Uh, not really conservatives. Um, it's, it's not that that we're looking for, but there is a relationship that conservatives seem to be the ones. Angling or pushing for a restoration of these studies, I suppose, in part, because we still believe the West is something worth saving, or to use the Vulgate, conserving.
0: I think you're right, uh, and, and and that and therein lies the the, the true definition of of a conservative right. That, right. that we believe in something worth conserving. And you're absolutely right when you make the point, especially through. Uh, the 19th and 20th centuries, those that defended the Western civilization education were, were probably more on the left, but they again supported uh, debate and discussion over these fundamentals. Be-
2: because issues. I think it also gets to the word liberal, too. The, 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 the principal editors, authors and teachers of these things up until the 80s were primarily liberals, old school liberals if you want, but liberals. Um, Yet it's we conservatives who, I guess, tend to campaign for this stuff, bringing back of it, uh, because we believe there's something uh, worth conserving about Western civilization. And that's part of the word conserve. But it's also part of the word liberal, too, isn't it? It's from this tradition that we get freedom, that we get liberty. And it's from this tradition that we get, as you pointed out, the debates within Western civilization, whether it's Adam Smith and Marx. Uh, any number of contests uh, between great thinkers and great and uh, and uh, great intellects that uh, lead us to what we thought was a great civilization. I, I suppose that's the problem at the end of the day, not to put too fine a point on it, but I suppose the problem is that we have too many who don't think this is a great civilization.
0: That's certainly part of it. Um, but again, I, I think when you when you consider the debates within a typical Western civ education or yep. the Western canon, yep. so many of the debates are are so present with us today, mm-hmm. and an inability to understand that as much as current events seem like uh, this is the first time we've ever experienced things like this, uh, they really get down to some fundamental human questions yeah. uh, that are covered within the debates. And I think What's so unfortunate, and I'm, I'm hoping uh, that this tide is turning, is due to the, the ongoing debates that we're having on our college campuses about not only who we teach, but who's allowed to speak, is there's a growing awareness by the public that these curriculum are changing, yeah. and what's replacing them is uh, fundamentally different in its ability to Uh, welcome debate and discussion. I mean, so much of what's being introduced to replace Western Civ is really straight out of so much of the identity politics that we're seeing uh, in our public square, in which people can say that they come from a particular background, and no debate from that point need be necessary.
2: And and the big problem with that that I find – tell me if you see it, recognize this as well – is What you might call the blank stare of argument such that you or I might come to a young curious mind who wants to challenge the notion that freedom of speech is important and we may come to them with with our reasonings. We may quote a few founders on the First Amendment or perhaps a couple great Supreme Court cases. And then you get the blank stare because it doesn't mean a thing to them. It really just doesn't. Not only are they unfamiliar with it or the reasoning behind it, it just, it's, 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 it's no more important than citing that you prefer country music to uh, rock and roll or something. It just means nothing anymore. We used to think these things were important. We used to think that they were foundational. And a generation has now been taught that they're worth forgetting if they're important at all.
0: Well, and I think that goes both ways, right? Part of it is the curriculum, which, uh, when taught, doesn't allow for uh, debate or discussion. Mm-hmm. But the other part of it is how the curriculum is taught itself, right? And so I was, yep. I was, uh, I won't name the institution, but a prominent public university here in the Southern California area. Uh, One of its graduates came here to the graduate program and just told me some stories about – she wasn't particularly uh, political when she started uh, the program, but one of her first classes was a psychology class, and when somebody raised a question at the back of the room, the professor told him in no uncertain terms, you're a white male and your opinion doesn't count
2: here. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so again, that that's also reflective of decisions that are being made around curriculum. That if if you're an old white male, ipso facto, you really have nothing to say to me as someone who might be a Hispanic female
2: or a young white male, um, exactly. right? And, and and what that teacher is telling me in yeah. that in that statement is that he or she, him or herself, is ignorant of our tradition. Because that's the philosophy that it took us, I don't know, 250 years to get rid of with the notion that race determines thought, right?
0: I, I, or even, uh, and we're, sorry, yeah. we're seeing this sure. as well, that speech equals violence.
2: Right. That's the, that's the cognate, which, which blew me away. I, I, I hadn't encountered that until, what, about two years ago, that yeah. notion, and yeah. it just makes everything in the brain
0: crash, no, it does. You again, know what I mean? I mean to wrap and, your head Western, around this notion and, and,
2: that they take the, seriously makes right, the head blow the up. The
0: Western sieve, uh, the Western canon. Yeah. If if it's not provoking you, it's not doing its job. Right. You know, it, it should equally provoke everyone on the left, right, and center. The disinterested should feel at least something drawing them to these fundamental, very human. Debates and uh, and and so when we eliminate it, we're we're actually not allowing students to wrestle with these very, uh, again, foundational human principles.
2: And and I guess you lose the the reasoning as to why speech isn't violence when you start erasing the Western canon of Plato and Socrates, and you learn about why Socrates, When you don't learn about why Socrates was put to death. Or for that matter, I suppose Jesus. In 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 a respect, right. it was their speech yeah. that retrograde societies found to be violent, and thus got and received the ultimate form of censorship, which is death. Right.
0: Right. And and again, what's so what's what's lost in this? Uh, and I've I've just seen this so many times. Is the 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 students who ostensibly. Are intended to be so-called protected by this, mm-hmm. right? Generally, yep. minority students yep. are, are think that they're being protected yep. by professors and administrators are actually being uh, prepared in a way that makes them completely unable to think critically about what they're learning right, and the ability to understand that someone, once they graduate, might have an opponent, uh, opposing viewpoint that may be just as valid as theirs. If, if the Western Civ teaches anything, it should be humility.
2: Well, right? let me that, we that's believe. exactly right, all those virtues beginning with humility, which is the beginning of wisdom, right, or, or of acquiring wisdom. So let me do this, as we're out of time here, Pete, if I can lay down a bookmark on a theme I'd like to pick up. It's perhaps frightening, but next time you and I talk, let's let's pick up on this point, because it bothers me to no end. We used to say what you almost said. You didn't say it, maybe for this reason, which is it doesn't prepare them for the real world. Yeah. And we used to say that a lot. Here's my frightening point. Maybe the real world is changing, and it, and it actually yeah. is, and we're yeah. the ones who are ill-fitting here. That's the worry. That's the worry. Can we pick that up next time we chat? i look forward to it. Pete Peterson, you're the best. I really appreciate having uh, having you spend some time with us. Pepperdine School of Public Policy, folks, check it out: publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. They are doing real education there.
0: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program, offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today.
1: This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. In a recent interview with the Financial Times, legendary investor Warren Buffett criticized businesses for imposing their own political framework on the rest of society. At first glance, this may come as a surprise. Buffett is himself a politically active liberal, but even he can see that woke capitalism has gone too far. As an investor, he's been consistent in supporting businesses that put shareholders first. The shareholders, after all, are the owners. Carbon neutrality, LGBTQ activism, sustainability, and other forms of virtue signaling are just another form of corporate perk. The private jets of a business class that craves social validation. Validation not for being rich, but for being woke. Such indulgences might win them points in their social set and with elite media, but not with their owners. If they want to do it, They should at least do it on their own dime and with their own time. I'm Jerry Boyer. Sponsored by ADF, Alliance Defending
2: Freedom.